Time once again for our wine chat with our friend from Haskell's, Jack Farrell. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Denny. How are you this morning? Well, I'm staying warm because I'm in I'm inside, but it's uh, our, our our fall season has kind of turned a little chilly. A little about time we got some winter. I'm inside, but it's uh, our 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 fall season has kind of turned a little chilly. A little about time we got some winter. <laughs> yes, and we got it. I had to think that when I heard you talking to Lloyd about the mice in the car, I had that once. And you know what works great is that bounce, those little sheets you put Oh, those I've in. heard that. Yes, uh, dryer, dryer sheets. Yeah. yeah, just remarkable. Bounce, put them all, because uh, I leave a car for months of the year all by itself. And uh, they're attracted, there's no food there. I have it, it happened twice. And ever since I've been putting the bounce in, no more. It's just Unbelievable how well it works in my. Well, opinion. now that you've now that you've helped our listeners, Haskell's will have to start selling dryer yeah. sheets. <laughs> right. Two things today. One is, of course, uh, Nouveau Beaujolais. But the first thing I'm going to talk about is I got several emails that would I repeat my turkey base so they could make sure they have everything. Well, my turkey base is very simple. It's equal parts orange juice, dry white wine and melted butter. So you take about three ounces of orange juice, three ounces of wine, and three ounces of butter, melted butter. Mix that all up, and then baste the turkey with it. In the last couple of years, I've been putting in orange zest. Now, the zest is scrapings from the orange peel. You can take a grater uh, and grate the outside of the orange, and you get the zest in there. Put a tablespoon of zest with three ounces of orange juice, wine, and butter, and it adds a remarkably continental flavor to the turkey if you baste it with that. And it's been popular, gal, I think for 60 or 70 years, because I think originally the base was Fritzy Haskell's recipe. So it goes back a long, long time, and it gains new followers every year. So there's the recipe for that. But more importantly, we have a big deal coming up, of course, on this coming Thursday, the third Thursday in November, worldwide, Nouveau Beaujolais is released. It's the newest wine on premiere, the wine of the year, etc. <clears throat> so you can pick up a bottle of 2022. And, you know, if you drink it in the year that it's made, you're supposed to have good luck all the next year. And all I can say is I've been doing this since about 1971 or two. And I've had lots of good luck in there, so I, I, I wouldn't want to not chance it and not drink that stuff. It, you know, Nouveau has had a remarkable history. It, it's been good and bad uh, for Beaujolais, that's for certain. Uh, it was good because it made Beaujolais probably the most well-known French wine name in the entire world. Uh, in fact, when as soon as they start distributing that wine all over the world. Uh, it, it was just remarkable. I, re I remember sitting with Charlie Boone and talking about he had some, he was in Singapore on the third Thursday of November, and they were introducing Nouveau Beaujolais in Singapore. He couldn't get over it. He had to have some just because it was so unique. And that was a long time ago. But as I said, it was very good for Beaujolais and also kind of bad for Beaujolais. Uh, it was good because it made Beaujolais very popular. Everybody was going to try it. It's accessible wine. It's very fruit-forward, kind of delicious, sort of a yummy 
etc. It certainly is not a wine to savor and sip and compare. It's a quaffing wine where you take a big gulp of it and just enjoy it. And that was the good part and the name recognition. Now, the bad part was it, everybody thought all Beaujolais was like that, forgetting thousands of wines that are, aren't Nouveau Beaujolais, but just straight Beaujolais, that are very, very good in overlooking them. Uh, Nouveau has a remarkable history. Going far, as back as far as the Sun King in the 1700s in France, in uh, Lyon, France, they would try and rush wine to be the, have the first wine in Paris of the particular vintage. And, of course, Lyon is very close to Beaujolais, so they did uh, the Beaujolais. But uh, th- So this went on for years and years and years, but it wasn't, didn't have any rules, regulations. They would just rush to Paris with the new wine and uh, sell barrels of it even on the street. However, in, in the, after World War II, they decided to set some rules for Nouveau Beaujolais. So that's when they established that the third Thursday it could be released. And at that time, uh, being released, that's when it left uh, Beaujolais or France. Uh, I can remember bringing wine in just here to Minnesota in hot air balloons, the U.S. Marines, horse and carriage. It came to New York in the Concord. Uh, people would do gimmicky ways to get the Nouveau Beaujolais or to arrive, and I plead guilty. I did that gimmicky stuff, too, and it was great fun. And as a matter of fact, Haskell's was the second one in the United States to bring in Nouveau Beaujolais. The first one was a liquor store in New York City, and in 1972, I tried it out to bring it into Minneapolis, only the second place in the United States to have Nouveau. And I'll tell you, I just sweated bullets. I was so worried that I had to buy what they called an igloo at the time. It was about 53 or 54 cases. And I thought, well, I will never be able to sell that. That's so much wine for one shot. Well, it was gone in a matter of days. And at the peak of the fad of Nouveau Beaujolais, we were selling thousands of cases now that's cut back now to hundreds, but it doesn't make it not <coughs> excuse me not a worthwhile to try because as soon as it was sent around the world and they relaxed the laws, that was the best thing because they could send it out the week before. All you had to do was sign an agreement not to release the wine until Thursday, and we would do that. We would release it sometimes at midnight. And I remember the time we had the Marines deliver it; they showed up at a party where we had a release party, and it was great fun. And it is really just a wonderful, wonderful wine. But as I say, it it ruined Beaujolais. There's hardly any tannin in Nouveau, and it's very fruit-forward, so everybody likes it. Uh, at its height, Nouveau Beaujolais consumed about 60% of all the Beaujolais. Today it's down to about 23%, and... It's still a wonderful wine not to be overlooked. Uh, it's uh, Everybody says, you know, you can't, it doesn't last. Well, it doesn't, but it will last a couple of years. And another great use for Nouveau Beaujolais is if you like sangria in the summer, I can't think of a better wine to make sangria out of than Nouveau Beaujolais. It is 
for just all those reasons that wine snobs don't like it. It makes it great for sangria. Lots of good fruit and very fruit forward. It's made 100% from the Gamay grape, and it really is a remarkable wine. And as I say, Nouveau got so popular, they were making wines from uh, in Chile, in the United States, Italy. Uh, it was just remarkable. They, imagine uh, 25 million bottles would be sold in that week all over the globe. And everybody introduced The newest thing is was introduced three years ago was Nouveau Beaujolais Rosé. And that's really a delicious rosé. I was very, again, surprised. I think I ordered 50 or 60 cases of it. And we sold out in a matter of days because uh, people liked that Nouveau uh, Beaujolais Rosé. And, and while we're talking about rosé, you know, don't poo-poo rosé because the weather's so cold right now. Uh, rosé is a better summer wine than that. But don't forget, it makes a fabulous aperitif, uh, particularly if you have somebody who drinks nothing but wine. Get them to try a rosé with hors d'oeuvres. Rosés go with all the hors d'oeuvre type of things that you serve at this time. You're entertaining people, etc. And so rosé has a place year-round on the table, not just in the summer. And anyhow, that... Uh, Nouveau Beaujolais really did euchre down the, the Beaujolais business in the world. It cut it just remarkably. Fortunately, it's making a great comeback. And kind of the godfather of Nouveau Beaujolais is a fellow by the name of George DeBuff. George was a good friend of mine, and he was a marketing genius. He got that Nouveau, uh, he was the one most single-handedly responsible for uh, Nouveau book being pre-released in France so it could come in normal channels and it'd be more affordable because, like I said, when we first brought it in, you had to fly it in because it wasn't released from the vineyard till that date. And if you wanted to have it within days, you certainly had to fly it. Now they can ship it normal way because it can be released a couple of weeks prior to that date. And they've done a wonderful job of making Nouveau very accessible, in my opinion. It really is a fun wine, and as long as you look at it that way, you can certainly enjoy it because it's so much fun. It isn't really, as I said earlier, a wine for wine snobs. It has cherries on the nose, and it's just quaffable and delicious. Again, not a great wine to sit and sip and criticize, but a wine to really sit back and enjoy. And, you know, Nouveau Beaujolais parties used to be all the rage. People would have a party and serve Nouveau Beaujolais, and it's it's a simple party. You just put out the Nouveau Beaujolais, maybe put two different kinds out and put out some cheese and crackers and things like that and let people have at it and decide for themselves. A great mixer, etc. And like I say, it, it really has a place in the wine lexicon. And maybe it went overboard, it got so popular where we were selling millions and millions of bottles. But it's still selling quite a lot of wine all over the world, and there's good reason for it. It's a great expression of that Gamay grape early on in its life. And whether you're looking at a Nouveau from California or one a Novello from Italy, you know, it's worth trying them. They're, they're fun wines. They really, as I said, you shouldn't be analyzed in depth and criticized too much. You just sit back, enjoy, quaff, 
and Nouveau certainly has a place uh, in the lexicon of wine. And as I said earlier, what a great thing it is, because if you drink some in the year it's made, you'll have good look, good luck all the next year. Uh, that's what the French say anyway. And while we're talking about it, uh, that type of thing, I think we ought to mention a Ted Farrell's Six for 60. He picks six bottles of wine for $60 that are available at all the Haskell stores, and he picked a Thanksgiving six for 60 that's really a winner. Starts out with Casa Farelli Prosecco. That's a Prosecco that the Farrell family does with the Giarelli family in Italy, and it's really remarkable. It's delicious. You know, Proseccos have that little bubble in them, not the big bubble that Champagne does. It makes a great aperitif. Uh, the other wine he picked is Saint Sidon Rosé, a wonderful Provence Rosé, which again would make a great aperitif served ice cold. It goes perfectly with any little hors d'oeuvres you're going to have before Thanksgiving. It's delicious. And he's picked a Vouvray Lely. Vouvray is a wonderful wine to have with you Thanksgiving. It's a soft wine, expression of the Chenin Blanc grape, which is a great grape type, particularly if you've had it with Chardonnays. Uh, that Vouvray has got a soft quality to it that really makes it perfect to not only go with turkey, but with all the side dishes, the yams and things like that. It really is great. And then he does a Barbera de Asti. Uh, Barbera is a grape type from Italy. Asti we all know from Asti Spumante. But this wine is not Asti Spumante. It's a red wine, very straightforward, a delicious red wine. And again, light, easy, good with a turkey dinner if you like. And then he's picked my favorite, Provenera Pinot Noir from California. A Pinot Noir from California that is a daily quaffable for me, and it's so affordable. And lastly, a Cote d'Aron, Rastillerian, just a d- delicious Cote d'Aron if you want a little bigger wine with it. But anyhow, I think you get the idea. Nouveau Beaujolais is not to be overlooked. It'll be here Thursday I hope I've whetted your appetite a little bit for that Nouveau. It's delicious, fun wine. And maybe you don't want to buy a case or two, but you can buy a bottle or two and welcome the year 2022 with the wine from the year 2022. And you can find it at any Haskell's location. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. They love to pair wine. Just tell them what you're going to cook and how you're going to cook it and what your budget is, and they'll put you in touch with a wonderful wine that won't break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault, Maple Grove Supercellar. There's downtown Minneapolis Street parking on Saturday and Sunday. And then there's Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, Woodbury, and if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, at Haskell's, we do deliver. Fantastic. Jack, let's talk again next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that.